Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, listeners. (laughs) And a special hey, hi, hello to all you patrons out there who are willing to give $1, $2, $5 a month, and in some cases, 78 cents a month to support the Wallen family. Remember, if you're like, where do I support the Patreon? You can find that information on our Instagram that is currently being ran by the world's greatest husband. Or you can find that information in the episode notes or on YouTube. You know, we we have a YouTube still. It's still, and the angles are getting better. We got got a three camera setup right now. Yeah. Everyone has an angle. Um, anyway, a couple of quick patrons. We are still just shouting out every patron anywhere we can. So shout out to Adrian Wells, Rachel Brown, Catherine, Gabrielle, Marion Williams, Emily Toe, Sarah, Renee Griffin, Casey, Crystal, and Deontra Sylvester. Shouting people out every single week on this phenomenal show. We also do a monthly book giveaway. Remember, we'll be giving away Black Sun by Rebecca Roanhorse. Now let's get started with the show here i go welcome to the sci-fi sci under the believe podcast network it is indeed a podcast about black science fiction Mm. (laughs) oh she's a professional it is indeed a podcast about black science fiction black fantasy and staying on the same page as a family today for episode 91 Wiggles, is that you? Today for episode 91, we will be talking about the movie American Refugee. We watched this movie on Amazon Prime, and the director of this movie was, uh, I'm blanking. I'm Ali Leroy. Thank you. Ali Leroy. So black director, and the genre was like post-apocalyptic, right? Or like apocalyptic. Apocalyptic. Because the apocalypse was happening as the film was going on. Because a lot of films, they go into like post-apocalyptic or, uh, but a few films cover the actual apocalypse. apocalypse. Thank you for that lovely correction. You know, I used to go to the, you know, get my hair braided and such and get my hair styled. And they'd be like, what are you looking for today? I'm like, I'm looking for something post-apocalyptic. And they would know that would mean like shave sides, long hawk up the middle. Didn't that nail that look? You, You would actually ask that? Yeah, I'm oh, like yeah. I'm looking for something very post-apocalyptic. It's like yeah. Mad Max. It's, yes, Mad it's an Max aesthetic. is post-apocalyptic, yes. right? Correct. Correct. The water wars had already happened, essentially. Oh come on, itty bitty, hold Why please. Why the fuck can't she just sleep? <laughs> can't you just Stop. freaking sleep, child? God. Hold on, you you talk to the people real quick. Man, so we're here today with a baby that cries at the most inconvenient time. I took her on a walk today and she was just going berserk. Like I had fed her. I was trying to get coffee. I tied up the dog. The dog was whining like a little brat and she was whining like a little brat. And I started whining like a little brat. And meanwhile, Amber over here was getting her fucking nails done. Cameras, can you see Looking hot as shit. Oh. Like a hot shit on a hot summer day at the dog park, just inside the dog beach. (laughs) Okay. Just smoldering in the water. Even at the salon, she was like, your husband's just watching the dog and the kid. I'm like, absolutely. He got this. He's a great. Appreciate me, bitch. You're such a good dad. You've stepped your pussy up. Two pussies. Two. (laughs) Are you (laughs) including our child's in that? No, like sometimes 
people have two vaginas. It's okay. a thing. Got it. Got it. That's weird. Speaking of which, did you say how it's are weird? You do- it's not weird. It's just a biological thing. That's biological. Speaking of uh, whatever I was speaking about, so you're feeling maybe tired today? A little bit. My eyes twitching. Yeah, so we were up last night. We're up. She just crying, crying. And we're trying to not have her sleep with us at all. So it's just always inside the bassinet. You should not have your baby sleep with you unless you're sleeping on like a hard wood floor. It's so hard because they're so cuddly. They are cuddly, but so is death. And you don't want your child to be cuddled by death. Mm, Correct. Is fatherhood shaping up to be everything you hoped it was? Like, Do you still have time to read and do the things you want to do? I do. Read, masturbate, you know, those things that you always got to make time for. Absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah, because I don't have to go into an office to work. So tell the people right now, when's the last time you masturbated? Probably I'm yesterday. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Oh. Yesterday. <laughs> you know. Oh, you're due for one today. Yes, yeah, so that's something and I'm that a couple days you know. So what do you want to do with that knowledge is up to you. <laughs> what would okay. you like to do I'll, with that I'll knowledge? I'll handle that knowledge after the show. Um, I'm doing well as well. Thank you for giving me the time to get my nails done. I'm actually getting my nails done because I was preparing for a... An opportunity I got a little a little shoot if you will a little uh, what would I call it yeah I, yeah. I have a You're doing a, a brand an shoot. advert yes as they say I'm in the great about it as well. British Bake Off an advert uh, we love Bake Off last night Ben made a peach pie with a friend of ours Ramona freaking awesome sorry if I shouldn't have said her name we could edit it out later but um I just love that I love that you have friends that can sort of. You, you have really good friends. I do. I have the best kinds of friends. Because you don't have I'm that picky. many, and you kind of don't keep up with your friends as well as I, I do with I don't, and I will drop friends, too. You will. Just, Oof. no. Right. But I, I definitely, truly value you and Ramona's friendship. Like, the fact that she's like, I'm going to come over. Closer to the mic, please. I'm Amber, leaning in. You need to f- you need to blow job this mic like I am. Just I'm uh, leaning in. I better. Yeah, thank all you. All I was saying was I appreciate that you have friends that like to come over and make bitches pie because that mm-hmm. it was one. It was a peach pie, and I'm a Georgia peach, so that you was great. But she peach. she just came over. She was so helpful. She was like, Amber, what do you need? Dishes? What do you like? I love it. I'm yeah. like, I need you to stay and bend delete. I'm kidding. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah. So. How are you? What are you doing? The bottom fell out the sky this week. I'm doing well, I said. Yeah, we we went back 50 years. Yes. um, Roe versus Wade got overturned, uh, which... If you haven't heard. If you you haven't heard, it's because, what, you're in a coma? I I don't know what's... Which, I'm sorry. uh, That's an asshole move of me, but... If you you fell asleep in a coma 50 years ago, nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. So, yeah. So, just just go back to sleep. Um, so what's next? Same sex marriage. What's next? Interracial marriage. You know, Clarence will probably stop there because, you know, he's got to be seated courtside with his white woman. But it's it's the country is going to crap. So what do we do? We get our nails done. We buy our Yankee we, candles. We become American refugees. Oh, we nice leave. segue. We leave. Wait, before you do that really quickly this has been making a phenomenal segue and me interrupting it before you do that y'all please 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 keep submitting those apple podcast ratings oh, yeah. to our show we love them we didn't get any this week but we were moving so fast also so i'm sure you were moving fast as well we were all crying on the bathroom floor this week because of all of the news so next week when we've forgotten about all of the news uh please keep submitting those apple podcast ratings we're on the road to 1000 of those back to you cisco you know who said that? Nope. 
sound, take a guess uh, who Perry was at a video like music awards uh thing and and had the mic and said back to you cisco uh, ryan seacrest no beyonce isn't that crazy oh back to you cisco yeah that was oh, in her she, early days oh, where she was making she, music but she was also like hosting she was hosting things. but yeah you you told me she wasn't a very good host well she beyonce she can't do it well i don't know <laughs> She's got an album coming out, and she just dropped a, the Break My Soul track. Um, but yeah, Ben. Oh, we, we always do a patron's got a point. So you, it would be great if you sign up for Patreon. If you can't, totally fine. We get it. But uh, we always like to respond and uh, you know hear what people are saying on the Patreon. And I got some patrons I've been meaning to get back to in the message streets, too. So if, if you send us a message, you know. Thanks for being patient with us. We're new parents, but some we'll get back to you. Some of the things I put on Patreon was um, Amber took me to a restaurant called Esme where food and art meet, combine into one. And so that was a lot of fun. Uh, that Amber was, took me to that restaurant. Ben means he fully researched it. And this is what I wanted to do for Father's Day. Yeah. yeah and just made it a magical experience. But say more about the restaurant. Yeah. That's basically they serve you food on plates that are designed specifically for the food and it's really beautiful and you know these workers are being paid well um unfortunately we have done other videos for restaurants uh and then we hear that people have gone there and had terrible service so for example we did a bunch of things with boulevard where we had a great experience and you advertise this restaurant and people are like no this is totally overrated. yeah that was the best burger i've ever had in my life and then friends of mine went and they were like the food was cold i was like what yeah that's so awful. shitty i mean and it's not like he knew us before we went there or anything no. so we just had a good time uh that's he didn't even pay us money to no. do to, yeah we just went and enjoyed it but esme is like michelin star restaurant anything anything you want they will serve to you we did juices so anyway i made a fun video about that and talked about it it was really great and then uh someone was on the patreon streets alexis green was just completely shocked that i ate rice out of a bowl inside the sink because i used to hate wasting food like I, i i go into the whole thing where i was like very particular about food so i've i appalled some of our patreons yeah you did I mean, y'all, this was early Amber Ben dating. So I was, you know, you make rice in a rice cooker and some of the rice gets stuck to the bottom of the thing. It's like not even edible rice. It's like crunchy rice that you can't even get out of the thing. So you just let it soak. But you, ben you ate can get that calories rice. out of it. Ben was like, wait, why is this good, delicious rice just sitting here? I, I was like, I no, that's delicious. soaking. I, listen, I was living off a stipend through like my grad school. So I needed you know, calories. Let me ask you this. How are you confident enough to talk to a bad bitch like me, given your current situation at the time? Well, I don't understand value and confidence um, intertwining with like money. You're like the only one. Yeah, well, there's lots of rich people who are fucking terrible, awful humans, and I hope they yeah. fucking die. Yeah, but they're like, very all those confident. rich Republicans. Who... Yeah, but they're very confident. Yeah, but they're idiots. Like, my. Of course. Well, I don't know why. I'm just saying, like, typically people are. Well, let me stop saying people. In my experience, men are more confident when they have more money. They're overconfident, and and in my experience, men are more insecure when they don't have as much money. Oh. Yeah, I I associate my confidence with like what, uh, how I am. um, Like a a man's thought process. What I know, what I know within a certain context. So, so not like how much money I have. 
Well, the example I'm trying to give is like, I would talk to a guy in college and he's like, I don't feel comfortable like asking you to go out because I can't really afford it right now. Like we're all in college and we're broke. So like, would you like to do something here? But I, I just can't afford it right now. So he wasn't really coming with this A game. But you will come with your sounded, A game with zero dollars and zero cents. Sounded here, like he didn't really wallet. like you. That's not even an option really that's that's not a potential outcome in no, this that, scenario he was just using that as an excuse he didn't really want to hang out with you no everybody likes me except for you know half a tiktok but for the most part people love me actually well, they do actually we we did a photo shoot and wiggles doesn't like me. there was a no. lot of people jessica <laughs> petway patreon and tyra rembert just gave us a lot of love and um tyra said like oh i love the simplicity of the shoot i was like oh yeah it is simple because i went up uh when i saw her uh tyra make that comment i went up and looked up other um baby photo shoots yeah what did you see i saw like you know dresses and this and that and they're like in a studio and it was just very complex and like staged where we were just hanging out like literally at one point he was just like taking pictures like i'm gonna I'm going to read a book. Like I'm actually going to sit down and read a book and I'm going to read it out loud. And he took pictures of that. Or like took down my guitar and I was literally just practicing my guitar. You took pictures of that. Yeah. He's a storyteller. And, he, and you, and you, yeah. And you started nursing. <laughs> yeah, I did. And he snapped pictures of it. I, I, you know, I've always loved those aesthetics. Like I'm not a huge, like, um, sorry, fix that real, real quick. Would you, I'm not a big person. That's like, Smile for the camera, cheese. I like mm-hmm. candids. Like you, you will be hard pressed to find like a selfie on my Instagrams and stuff like that. Unless you're doing it to be funny in an ironic. I haven't way. even done that yet because you've cause done for, funny selfies, like right. But go find them on the gram. You won't. Yeah. Because I like to do the storytelling. So this is really a compliment to me. Gosh, I'm winning these days. Got a great. You know, great feedback on the photo shoot. But yeah, patrons, if you're listening, check out the photo shoot. I put a lot of photos in a nice little slideshow on the YouTube channel for you. Talking about someone who's not winning today, this futuristic world and American refugee where there's economic collapse. True. So this is a film where, which will spoil everything. Short film, Blumhouse. Blumhouse gives you like, you know, 20 bucks. And they say, hey, go make a film. <laughs> And then we'll distribute it. And so Blumhouse has sort of known for having super low budget films, but also creating like super dope stuff as well. The, I they enjoy still it. they still distribute it. So we've done a couple of Blumhouse films. This was a lot of fun. I mean, it was uh it was fine. Like, you know, I, I was thinking, uh, like have you watched any like preppers? Because the the film basically follows uh two families living in like a prepper situation. Ever watched any of the shows? I've watched some like A and E Doomsday Prepper shows, and I've also watched Hoarders, which a lot of the people who are on that show and I will admit there's some intersection from mental illness. But they do this thing where they're like, "Well, I kept all these cans because like, what if so and so's Mm. coming or what are you know?" And it's just like these are all expired. These are all mush. Yeah, yeah. The the cause of this post apocalyptic apocalyptic film in a way is that there's an economic collapse. Basically, the stock market crashes, and that's what causes this entire disaster, in, which is sort of like 
I don't know, is that possible for the stock market to collapse and then everyone goes into like hyper fight flight mode? Because the stock market, maybe. Yeah, that I mean, that that happened in 2008, but society could still go on where if you have a zombie apocalypse, that would be a little bit more difficult to recover from, you know, so. Yeah, this I thought this movie was going to be a zombie apocalypse, but it's just like the money stuff, which you know, I am so out of touch with like how the stock market works. Like, you remember even the one time that you wanted to like open a trust fund for Wiggles? I just like got out of the room. I was like, I don't know, I don't know what this yeah, means. You, I don't know what a CD is. Like, get get away from me. You got super anxious. Yeah, because like you know, we live that freelance life, and so we'll get a paycheck, and you'll just take a lump sum of money and put it in a thing. And I'm like, wait, we we don't even know where the, our August paycheck is coming no, from. No, no, before I, you do I, this. I take some of the money to invest it in certain investments, but never enough where you can't like extract that money for other things. But this whole film is like, hey, if the stock market crashes, um, the world is going to go crazy, and people are end up going to like shoot and kill and kill each other. Um, so basically the plot is, uh, oh, martial law is declared as well. Oh, this baby. She doesn't like martial law. Uh, we're good. Keep going. So, <laughs> um, martial law is declared, but no one really seems to be listening to it. You have this family, uh, who's just moved out of the city of new Orleans. They've moved sort of the countryside. They're the tailors and, uh, their house ends up getting robbed by these people who come in and steal things from them because of the economic collapse. And they have to go over to their neighbors who um, is a white family and the tailors are black and the neighbors are led by this patriarch winter uh, who is sort of creepy, maybe like a Confederate flag kind of person. And they have to learn to live with each other. Um, talking about neighbors. I love talking to our neighbors. <laughs> yes, you do. And, and in this film, Amber, you know, the the tailors are like super suspect of their neighbors to begin with. And um Yeah, we blacks are, are always suspect of our neighbors. Yeah, yeah. Don't trust your neighbors. <laughs> of our white thing. neighbors. Of your white neighbors. Like you don't know if they're gonna come over and like kill you purge purge style or, or whatever. This just natural, like you don't you probably don't want us in your neighborhood. The property mm. value is about to go down because we're here. So there's this element of like you're ultimately not that happy that we're here especially mm. if we moved in yeah yeah so they they explore that a little bit and one of the first like interaction with the neighbors is that they just move into this house and their neighbors like you know like a regular fence to set up property lines uh create an electric fence and so what the the boy um the son ends up touching the electric fence and getting shocked and i was like that's pretty fucked up like as a divider to create electric fence, like you have electric fence for like cattle, you use electric fence uh, fences for keeping, you know, you know, your, your livestock within uh, your, your place. You don't use it to like separate your neighbors. You, you drop. <laughs> yes. Wiggles. What is happening? If you're watching the YouTube right now, you're getting a full, have a, you ever, a full ha- show. Have you ever been uh, electrocuted by electric fence? Because I have, it sucks. No, I got knocked out. Oh like, my god! My, like Jurassic Park? No, no, not, not not that kind of level. But it did freaking hurt. Um, our neighbors had like uh, beef cows, and so you you have the electric fence for them to make sure they don't get out. And I we were putting hay in, and I reached down and accidentally like hit, hit my head, 
on the electric fence hurt. I've never had that happen, but I have had my parents be like, don't go in that neighbor's yard, don't go in that neighbor's yard. And then like one of the little white kids in the neighborhood like would be fully playing in our yard, you know? And my dad's just like, how could their parent just let them come over here? And like, if my kid came in your yard, you would be so mad, you know, just like little things like that would happen. No, but I've never really had a run in with it. Well, we, you know, we had to run in with little miss thing from downstairs saying that we were too loud. Yeah. Screw her. She would be like, I hear people walking in the morning. It's like, yeah, people yeah, wake up, up and make coffee. I have heavy feet. Like, this feet. was pre-me belting songs. I have songs. big feet. Yeah, this, this was pre-morning beat. And then didn't, like, her dad end up, like, parking in front of our parking spot when trying to leave? It's like, oh, Yeah, and Ben God. was like, tow him. <laughs> I was like, nah, nah. Yeah, yeah. A little Miss Pris on the first floor. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I, someone in our uh, page, uh, I think it might have been, like, patreon but they were saying oh yeah oh no no yeah it was tiktok someone on tiktok said like i always try to be nice to my neighbors because you don't know if one of them like goes crazy and starts like shooting everybody up yeah that's true i I like to at least be cordial with the people on the floor that i'm on you know yeah i was i was a really bad neighbor at one point in my life like when i first moved to chicago oh yeah didn't you like let your dog just poop you didn't pick it up Right. There was like piles of poop. You didn't realize. Yeah. And and Gucci would always poop in front of this little old lady's window. Like, well, not in front of, but like right underneath it. So obviously like every time he pooped, she would smell it. And one day she like called my ass out. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't even realize. Well, because he would do it during the winter. This was in a black neighborhood too. Yes. He would do it during the winter. And I just, it was my first Chicago winter. And I was so oblivious to the fact that like, oh, this snow is going to melt one day. I know that sounds really stupid, but it never the occurred. snow is here forever and ever. Right. It, it felt so vast and endless that I was like, there's no way his poop will survive this snow. Like, the poop it's will so just dirty. melt with. The poop, will, the poop will disintegrate with the snow. It'll evaporate. Poop, poop takes a long time. And to... when spring came, oh my God, there was like a mountain of poop there. I th- I'm pretty sure I've told this story on the podcast before. And so this lady was like, so what? We're just supposed to clean up after you? And I was like, what? And she's like, you don't ever pick up your dog's poop. Everybody here knows it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't. Like, I wasn't even combative with her. But, you know, the Georgia in me was just like, so funny. Well, why didn't you ask me to poop? pick it up? Like, you're, I'm your neighbor. You should know the laws of the land, okay? I know. and But in, in Georgia, Gucci would just poop in the backyard. Like, it wasn't that big of a deal. Ugh. I know, gross, super gross. I'm never again. I will always pick up my poop from now on. Uh, so, skills for the apocalypse, one of them should be learning how to use poop and recycle poop, for sure. Um, so, this family, the Taylors, they move in with uh, Winter, and I, f- yeah, I forgot, like, uh, oh, yeah, his girlfriend, Amber, who's pregnant. And <laughs> It's funny that you forgot her name. Yeah, <laughs> whoops. Uh, Amber, such a forgettable name. And then Winter has, a, has an adult kid, Maddie. And Winter's whole thing is like, if you're going to live with us, you have to bring some skills in, which immediately starts like this tension um, where, you know, the the father played the the black father played by Derek Luke is like, AKA Antoine Fisher, Antoine Fisher. Uh, he 
he's like, no, like you should just be kind and be like a good neighbor. And Winter's like, no, like pick up, you know, you should know how to do this thing. And so, so they have this tension of like learning how to protect your family where uh, Taylor, the father, um, believes that you can protect your family without having to kill somebody. And Winter's like, no, you, everyone needs to learn how to shoot a gun. And so I was thinking, like, what type of skills are needed for an apocalypse? Like, you got to learn how to garden, and you got to learn how to shoot a gun, I guess. I would just be having sex with people. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I put my puss to use because I have no hard skills like that. You know I do. I, I have, like, video editing and storytelling creative skills, but I don't have, like, grow your own food skills. I don't have, like, I have shot a gun at a shooting range before, but I think... I would probably chicken out if I had to actually shoot a deer or something. What about a human, like trying to kill you? Oh, are you kidding me? I, I've accidentally killed a daddy long leg and sobbed, like yeah. daddy long leg and sobbed. Would like, it be more? I, I could. I, w- I would be the entertainer of the group during a post-apocalyptic situation. You know me, Ben. Yeah. So the whole thing starts. Um, the originally Winter allows the Taylors to come in because uh, Mama Taylor, played by. Maxine Shaw. Maxine Shaw. From Living Single. It, she's <laughs> What's like, her real name? She's a doctor. That's horrible. And she, <laughs> and she knows everything about nursing and about having a baby. So she helps, um, you know, Amber have her baby. And uh, I thought that was um I thought it was good. But if I could just say something about um, that for really quickly. So at one point, Winter goes upstairs because he hears men breaking in. Helen Taylor is the name of the mother in the film. Who? Helen. Helen is who helps Amber have the baby. Helen. Yes, the black woman. Yeah. Maxine. Maxine. Low key. Um, but at one point, Winter, the fa- the white dad, goes upstairs because he hear out of the bunker, because they're in a bunker. He goes out of the bunker because he hears people trespassing on the ranch or whatever. Mm-hmm. And as he goes up the stairs he to grabs investigate, Derek Luke. he grabs Derek Luke, and that's when Amber starts having contractions. By the time he comes back downstairs the baby is born it's which like infuriated minutes. me because this is why i thought my labor was going to be two freaking hours and it lasted a whole weekend because hollywood does this thing where it's like man goes for a breakfast sandwich and comes back the baby's here and i was man. like this is not or just man that- goes casually kills four people and trespassing on your lawn you know shoots them kills them and then come back uh that's yeah basically the the gist of that yeah amber got pretty mad about that one thing that was interesting though that so that helen could make sure that her family could stay with this guy she um essentially gives amber the mother with this newborn really bad advice how to nurse so that helen can take over nursing yeah so she has to wet nurse but she's doing it to keep her family alive so but it was so cringy it's like oh you're like i'm gonna i'm gonna nurse this baby i'm actually gonna make sure that you don't know how to nurse this baby properly and i'm gonna nurse her and her and winter definitely start falling into like slave owner slave tropes because he's like it's implied that he basically starts to rape her and and then she's wet nursing Yeah, win- we're gonna win- have to wrap up, baby. Because yeah, winter just- winter is a terrible, terrible person, and so basically, the the film gets to a point where um, winter kicks out the husband uh, because the husband's not like pulling his own weight. Turns out the husband had like hidden a gun, and uh, basically, husband tries to come back. 
there's a huge fight and the way that Helen like it ends up like Helen takes over and Helen threatens to shoot uh Winter's baby if Winter doesn't allow them to stay and and Winter's like okay fine or or he's he's not going to say fine he's a, he's going to like shoot and they're going to have a shootout or whatever but then the husband takes like this hot oil hot metal and like shoves it onto Winter's face yeah, they essentially blind Winter in one eye, but Winter lets them stay on the ranch. Yeah, that, so it like a- turns him into a beta, basically. He's like, oh, like <laughs> it's like beating a dog down. And so, and then in supply, like Helen, there's a new pecking order, and so Helen becomes like the the lead the lead chick. Yeah, all of that was very unrealistic. But honestly, I'm not gonna lie. Like the movie was very entertaining. Like, was it low budget? Sure, yeah. but I enjoyed the like apocalyptic vibes, and I it felt very realistic to be like, dang, during, you know, a survivalist movie, maybe I would nurse somebody else's baby to keep my family alive. Like, of of course, it's cringy, but if it came to that, hell yeah, I would do whatever it took to keep y'all alive. The Walking Dead explores all the themes that American Refugee explores, but a little bit better. They even, like, I could trust that a really terrible, awful guy like Winter ends up turning around and becoming like more accepting um, because at the end of the film, it's implied that this place becomes a safe haven and um, Helen ends up like inviting other people in, etc. Like totally fine, totally possible, but you would need like months and months. Uh, for example, they, they have a character in the walking dead who is villainous, evil, evil, evil. And eventually he's like rehabilitated. They actually do that a couple of times where characters start off like super evil, super awful. And then they, are sort of brought into the larger group of like kindness and goodness, but that I, takes months. I love character development. That's one of my favorite things about like Ted Lasso as well. Mm-hmm. Like they great. do such great character development and character growth. So I think this movie tried to do something like that. They, they rushed that in a way, but if this movie was maybe a little bit longer, I think winter could have gotten there, but he was so unlikable in the film and i think they did a really good job of that i think they just should have killed him somebody i mean somebody dies early in the movie but it's not enough of a like it's it's jarring but you know in a in an apocalyptic situation you're like kill kill a couple more yeah they should have killed a lot more people but you know but all in all if you had to rate this movie on a 110 scale what would you give it give it like a solid five oh dang that low i would give it at least a a seven no, a seven. I liked it. Seventy percent. I enjoyed watching. I think it went by really quickly, and like I think it was well paced. It was short. It was. A short it, was film. it was, and the acting was really good. Like there were no actors that were lacking. You've never watched The Walking Dead, though, so that's sort of. I think I watched of, like two episodes of The Walking Dead. Yeah, there's like. So know, that sets the bar. Like The Walking Dead is the gold standard for post-apocalyptic movies. I, I would say so. Or just but it's like the, the idea zombie element of that makes it feel like think about if Walking Dead was missing the zombies and it was just the prepping part. Like of course it wouldn't feel as urgent. Yeah, well, well, I think The Walking Dead is so fascinating because the zombies sort of just create the the economic collapse in a lot of ways, and so you're dealing with not so much the action that is so interesting from the walking dead, but how people have to deal with interpersonal relationships, how people rebuild communities, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, I find that way more, um, compelling, way more interesting. Well, quick episode this week. Cause we got a little one to take care of, but with that being said, why don't you warp up the show, Ben? Yeah. In conclusion, American refugee is a decent, you know, apocalyptic film. 
it joins the ranks of like hundreds of apocalyptic films sort of like it i guess the one unique thing is that you're pitting like a white family against a black family and that i guess has some interesting subtext that can be explored in like an undergraduate paper but other than that nothing to write a thesis on (laughs) thanks ben Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Sci-Fi Side Podcast. Up next, we will be watching the 1970 film, The Watermelon Man, directed by Melvin Von Peebles. Uh, So please watch The Watermelon Man on Amazon, and we will see y'all next week for the show. Bye, y'all. Bye. Say bye, Wild. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.